Well, December the 22nd and December the 23rd, 2021 have proved to be big days in the fight against COVID-19. On December 22nd, the FDA approved the use of the first anti-COVID oral medication, and that was followed in just 24 hours with December the 23rd's approval of Merck's medication. But one is actually favored over the other. And are these medications approved in pregnancy? We'll answer both of these questions and more in this session covering the oral COVID medication. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. An important disclosure. This podcast episode will discuss two medications that were recently granted emergency use authorization by the FDA. These occurred on December the 22nd and December the 23rd, 2021. This episode is not sponsored by any pharmaceutical company, and this is not any kind of endorsement for either medication. On December the 22nd, the U.S. FDA issued an emergency use authorization, an EUA, as opposed to full approval through the formal process, for Pfizer's Paxlovid for the treatment of mild to moderate coronavirus in adults and pediatric patients. This medication has EUA authorization for those that are 12 years of age and older and weigh at least 40 kilograms or about 88 pounds. These patients must have positive results of direct SARS-CoV-2 testing and these patients should be labeled as high risk for progression to severe COVID-19. Paxlovid is actually two medications in one. It's comprised of nermatrelivir, a SARS-CoV-2 main protease inhibitor, co-packaged with ritonavir, the HIV-1 protease inhibitor, which is also a CYP3A inhibitor. Again, the main mechanism of action is nermotrelvir, which functions as a SARS-CoV-2 protein inhibitor that prevents it from replicating. Ritonavir is only there to help prevent the breakdown of that medication so it can stay in the body longer and at higher concentrations. Paxlovid is available by prescription only and should be initiated as soon as possible after diagnosis of COVID-19 and within five days of symptom onset. Now again, regarding the indication, remember that this is for those aged 12 years or older who weigh at least 40 kilos, who have tested positive for SARS-CoV-2, and who are at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. The medication is not authorized for the pre- or post-exposure prevention of COVID-19, or for the initiation of treatment in those who require hospitalization due to severe or critical COVID-19. It's also not a substitute for vaccination in individuals in whom COVID-19 vaccination and a booster dose are already recommended. The data for this medication came from the EPIC trial. EPIC was a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled clinical study studying the medication for the treatment of non-hospitalized symptomatic adults with a laboratory-confirmed diagnosis of SARS-CoV-2 infection. 
Patients were adults 18 years of age and older with a pre-specified risk factor for progression to severe disease or who were 60 years of age and older regardless of the pre-specified chronic medical conditions. All patients had not received a COVID-19 vaccine and had not been previously infected with COVID-19. In this study, Paxlovid significantly reduced the proportion of people with COVID-19-related hospitalization or death from any cause by 88% compared to those who received placebo. In clinical data released by Pfizer, Nermatrelvir has inhibited the protein associated with Omicron in an in vitro biochemical assay. So this indicates Nermatrelvir's potential to maintain robust antiviral activity against the current Omicron variant. Okay, now here's a big clinical pearl and kind of a warning. The FDA said that Paxlovid should not be taken with certain medications, including a commonly used statin, because ritonavir can interfere with them, potentially causing some serious side effects. All right, everyone, here's a big clinical pearl. Remember that one of the medications in Paxlovid is an inhibitor of CYP3A. That means that before we prescribe this medication, it's important to reconcile their list of meds because that inhibitor can either increase or decrease other medications that the patient may be taking. Now, as women's healthcare providers, one of those other medications is oral contraceptives. That inhibitor can actually decrease the concentration of ethanyl estradiol in oral birth control. So an additional non-hormonal method of contraception should be considered throughout the duration of use of this medication and up to 48 hours after the last pill is taken. Just 24 hours after Pfizer's Plaxovid was given EUA clearance, Mopiravir by Merck was also given EUA clearance. This medication, however, is only used in adults that are 18 years of age and older, again, who have tested positive for COVID-19 and are at high risk of being hospitalized or dying with the infection. Now, the reason that this medication is not to be used under the age of 18 is because it may affect bone and cartilage growth in individuals that are still adolescents, again, under the age of 18. This medication prevents the SARS-CoV-2 virus from replicating by introducing errors into the virus's genetic code. During a treatment regimen, patients take a total of 40 pills over the course of five days. It's four 200 milligram capsules every 12 hours. Now, in the study that got this EUA clearance of 709 people who received monopiravir, 6.8% were hospitalized or died within the same time period, compared to 9.7% who received a placebo. Okay, now here's something that has to be said. The data is not as convincing for monopiravir as it is for Paxlovid. Now remember, this is not a sponsored segment. I'm not plugging one medication over the other. I'm just letting you know what the data actually shows. And some on the FDA committee weren't very happy with nupiravir because there actually are some real concerns like the cartilage issue in young adolescents 
and this whole issue on reproductive wellness with this medication. This medication is not recommended for use in pregnant patients because, quote, according to the FDA, based on findings from animal reproductive studies, monopiravir may cause fetal harm when administered to pregnant individuals, end quote. So once again, mopiravir is not for use in those under 18 or for use in those who are pregnant or who may become pregnant during use of this medication. All right, podcast family, as we wrap this up, we have to address the issue of use of these meds in pregnancy because we just talked about mopiravir's contraindication in pregnant individuals. But the SMFM actually does favor Paxlovid for those who qualify. SMFM did release a tweet on December the 22nd stating that the use of Paxlovid tablets should be considered for the treatment of pregnant patients with COVID-19 who otherwise meet clinical qualifications. Now remember that pregnancy is a high-risk condition because pregnant individuals are likely to progress to hospitalization or severe disease. Well, things sure are moving quickly and getting interesting in our fight against COVID-19. We now have two oral medications that are not yet formally FDA approved, but have been granted EUA authorization as of December 22nd and December 23rd. But remember, only one of them has been given the head nod for use in pregnancy, and that's Paxlovid. Keep up to date with this data because it's changing quickly and follow us, continue to follow us on Clinical Pearls because we'll keep you up to date on all the new advances. As always, thanks for being part of our clinical family and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.